1: Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is October 23rd. Andy, how are we doing?
0: Brendan, I am uh, I'm doing wonderful. We got a little bit of a uh, Indian summer today. We got oh, uh it was like fantastic. 77 this afternoon and I was just basking in probably the last day of of really fit, fantastic weather for us until next June. So
1: it's been a uh it's been a fabulous October here. Has it been that for you there? No, like I can't I, recall. It's been okay.
0: We've been pretty We haven't good. had
1: too much rain. We've it's been sunny. I'm wearing shorts and golf shirts still every day just about occasional quarter zip in the morning type thing. It's been about the best October that I can recall. We're already the 22nd. So. Uh good We're, weather talk. Yeah. Good good Friday morning hey, weather talk. Like anniversary of. boy.
0: You know? Big anniversary. Yeah. You got some new headphones for your anniversary, so people won't hear me talking anymore in, in your I didn't get microphone. new headphones. For my,
1: I just got new headphones. I have, my wife got them for Prime Day. I got new headphones. It's a little <laughs> disorienting. The audio is a little too good. I'm getting like a headache from it and all that. It's like a little <laughs> disoriented. i am throwing it off. This is my anniversary. Doing Nine absolutely years. nothing. Nine years, yeah. Yeah, got married nine years ago. Nobody what's cares your, about.
0: That. What's your piece of advice for to get to get to nine years for all the maybe spring chickens out there, listening. I don't know. Embarking don't, on relationships. I don't know. Nobody or, wants my.
1: No, just get out. Of here. You've Nobody got a my you've my. got
0: a great piece of advice for parenting. It's not hard, but I, it's just constant. That is a great piece of advice.
1: Yeah, dovetailing off that to get to nine years, I might you know not have four kids in the first nine. <laughs> Try to not do that. <laughs> Might aid the tension there. So somebody asked me, like, what are you doing anything for your anniversary? I was like, No. I'm not doing we're I got four kids under seven in the middle of a fucking pandemic with limited childcare. What do you think we're doing? We're scott like just stealing away to, you know, the Caribbean or going? Like, we're not doing anything. We're barely going out to eat anymore. Like, what are we doing for that's kind of a nice I didn't need to do anything. Think anything. Stopped at Walgreens on the way home this morning, got a card and Bingo, bango, bongo! Anniversary obligations <laughs> taken care of. So, there we go. We
0: had a uh, uh, we had a dose of reality as a parent uh, yesterday. It was uh, we were planning on going out for the first time. It was like you know we we're gonna have our first date night since uh-huh. kid, and uh, she just she wasn't having it. She was having a really bad day. So. <laughs> Just all of a sudden, I was going to go to the grocery store and getting a rotisserie chicken. There we go. <laughs> oh, those are terrible. You go for that grocery store
1: rotisserie chicken? What are
0: you? They're great. Those are,
1: those are disgusting. You never get the bang for the buck is terrible off those. Just make your own chicken. Cook your own breast fillets, what, what whatever. I,
0: what am I supposed to do? It. It's seven o'clock and I'm going, I got to get food.
1: The meat on those things are just it's always disgusting. You like, rip it open, and it's just like, a bunch of junk. I, I go to Whole Foods
0: for that stuff. If I'm gonna get a rotisserie know. chicken, I'm gonna go to Whole Foods. I'm gonna get okay. a nice piece of meat. Okay. I think you're okay. you're hating on rotisserie chicken. That's it's it's, as a Sand- it's Sanderson terrible. backer. As a big Sanderson no, fan, no, I'm no. just kind of wondering. I'm s- just it's all this history. presentation.
1: It's this presentation. It looks delectable. Mean, and then you open it up. It's it's gross. There's nothing. What, there's no. What presentation you get like a little, are you talking about? It's like about? The, the process of like eating crabs. So everybody around here loves doing crabs. And I'm not a Maryland native. And you sit there and you bust your ass for 20 minutes and you get this little this little bite, this little little piece of crab for like a bird. This little It's just not worth it. Rotisserie chicken is similar in that vein. It's this big, uh, you know, it's just a lot of junk that's not edible. And uh, you open it up and there's just not a lot going on. I would rather get some
0: and just preparing my own way. A rotisserie and get some... chicken has all the pieces of the chicken that you're talking about preparing your own way.
1: I, I, it's I think a, it's the stuff a they want to get rid of. It's The people that are desperate, it's already cooked. <laughs> they want to get rid of it. The bad chickens, they rotisserie them and throw, <laughs> throw them to people who are desperate, want to get rid of stuff, need something to well, make. All right. One day, let's talk we'll about have golf. to hear
0: about your traumatizing rotisserie chicken well, No, <laughs> experience. I don't I, I, It seems like it, it really... I just put my you steak... Deep. Yeah, I put a foot
1: in the ground on that. I had, they're just not good. That's where I've. That's the position I've adopted over time. I, uh, I can't okay. believe... I've
0: never really met somebody that was such strong of rotisserie chicken takes. <laughs>
1: I don't know if they're strong. You just mentioned it. And I had a uh, thought I'd get off. That's all. All right. Let's talk about some golf. We're recording this a little early on Friday. Um, so is Bassey Munoz. Is he the new Mr. October? He leads the Zozo at Sherwood. He won the Sanderson. Is he is, is Patton Kazire looking over his shoulder there? Because he's got a bassy Munoz. I mean, he's got a 64 yeah, at Bassey Sherwood.
0: Bassey is kind of unbelievable. He's been playing great golf.
1: Yeah, he's good. I think he's, He's only top thirty in the FedEx Cup. You know hey, who's
0: ranked ahead of in the world rankings?
1: Who? Jordan, Jordan Spieth. Spieth. <laughs> so what? I mean, that's not any great feat. Spieth has his dad caddying for him this this week. Did you see that? Yeah. Huh? Is that?
0: Oh, Greller. No, Greller had to leave last tournament. I forgot what it was. Um, it might have been a death in the family. I think I okay. remember seeing right. that as a note last week
1: at the Zozo. Okay, mm-hmm. the Zozo.
0: He had to hey, leave before this, Sunday's round.
1: They should call this the waterfall swing. Just waterfalls. We went from one waterfall to the next. So these are maybe even a little less manufactured. But I was watching today, several greens. They've got these babbling brooks running in front of the greens with water. You know, man-made waterfalls, more or less. It's you just know, one after another.
0: The PGA Tour is not heeding uh, TLC's iconic advice. What's that? Don't go chasing <laughs> Don't go ch- waterfalls. Do you think they were
1: talking about golf when they made that song?
0: <laughs> yeah. Hey, probably. Oh, by the way, it was right during the, the subs- big waterfall boom in golf course architecture that song was <laughs> created.
1: You think it was written about was a directive at Tom Fazio? TLC? Lisa possible. Left Eye Lopez had some issues with Fazio? Is it Lopez? Lisa Left Eye. I forget what her last name was. but It's you know, very,
0: I, very possible that that was all about golf course architecture.
1: While we're on the subject of the waterfalls at Sherwood, our friend, friend of the program, Miles Fisher, aka the Bixby Boy, uh, the owner of Bixby Coffee, LA Speaking resident, of-
0: Subscribe to Bixby Coffee. Get the Shotgun Start Blend. It's a way to support our podcast. Speaking of, they didn't send me the results yet.
1: Oh, still out another bag of coffee. One more episode. You're out. Another bag. If you
0: subscribe, you'll probably get a a free bag of coffee also because I have a promotion running for seemingly now a month.
1: You got to be club pushing like two hundred bucks now out of your pocket on this. I have bag.
0: asked for, I've asked now two, two or three times for this results. Seems like they don't want to give them to me. They're just.
1: It is a way for them to make more sales, right? I mean, because you're just on the hook now. You're buying bags for everybody. In addition to bagging yeah. subscribers, there you Double go. Double
0: taxation.
1: I see. Anyways, Miles, friend of the program, Los Angeles resident. In addition to many listeners, follow up on our. Talking about, you know, Friar Tuck and Little the, John and all magical, that. The Magical
0: Enchanted Sherwood Forest they're playing yes. at this week. So this
1: course is called Sherwood. Many people sent us this. Lake Sherwood, originally Potrero Lake, is the oldest man-made lake in California. It was built in 1904 and is approximately 165 acres. It was changed to Lake Sherwood when the surrounding areas were used for the filming of Robin Hood, starring Douglas Fairbanks Sr. in 1921. And it became known as Sherwood Forest and Maid Marian Park. And when the club opened in October of 89, they milked the Robin Hood motif for their logo. So there is, there is, there are Robin Hood Look roots at that. in Sherwood Country Club. It does, it's not the forest, but it is, there are Robin Hood roots.
0: They're playing so. in the Chanted Forest this week.
1: I think they should have figurines and statues out there, different characters. Lean, do right? it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, do you have any other reactions from the Zozo Championship? Nothing really. No, I don't. I, I didn't watch much. I have reactions for the Italian Open, though. If we want to talk What's about that? that, let's talk about the Italian Open.
1: Okay, let's do it.
0: How absurd are these power lines?
1: They're everywhere. So we saw. Matt Wallace got batted, batted, batted bottom. It's like, you know, I've watched Baker Mayfield, so I'm kind of used to this. One out of seven, six passes from the diminutive Baker Mayfield gets knocked down at the line of scrimmage. Uh, but it sounds like we got Wallace on TV. So not only are the power lines, but you got the tower. So we got these guys, they're in the middle of these trees. They got to cut the ball up and over the tree and around the the whatever the stanchion is that props the power line up in the air. Uh, source, source on the ground. So it's not just Wallace. Let's not get like, these are in play all over the place. I'm giddy, giddy about this. This source on the ground asked before the tournament started, he asked like the stats guy on on a hole uh, on the number four, I believe. So it's not shot link, whatever it is. Somebody that got to keep in stats volunteer. He goes to tell me how many it hit the lines when we went through. They're in the morning wave. He got there this morning. He said this volunteer was so excited. He started screaming. We got three already. Three already. It hit the power lines. That's not even the hole that we saw in Matt Wallace's, the, where they clipped the power lines. So Italian Open, whatever it is, Chervo Golf Club, is. Uh, it's kind of unbelievable.
0: It's, it's, it's the power line open. Unreal. National Nas- Open. National Open. This is this is the most 2020 thing ever. They're playing a national open at a golf course. Like you could have like a pivotal shot. A guy could shake it. We could see what Rob did today, and yeah, uh, Sherwood yeah, happened. Yeah. You could shake it conceivably, hit the power line, and get a replay of your shot.
1: Right, right. Or you could, yeah. I mean, or you ever could
0: flag a... it. You could hit a perfect shot and hit it.
1: Right. All right. Wallace on his, I guess, friend of the program, Sam Rayburn, there was like a language barrier with the with the official that came out and said Wallace almost took an illegal drop. It was like incredible chaos. He ended up on his second ball. He flagged it. I think he made the birdie on, he did on his make second birdie. ball. But somebody also suggested they got to be carrying extra balls in the bag. Because some of these are getting knocked down into hazards. Like, you just got to be careful. Maybe take an extra couple balls. So, power line, power lines open. Lori Cantor also sounds like a complete snooze fest of a course. Guys just shooting 64 in their sleep. Does it? Lori Cantor came out shot 12 under, shot a 60. He leads. Uh, not the most inspiring Italian open this year, I would say. Any other things you want to talk about in regards to the Italian I, Open other than it's the power just
0: amazing lines. that this is just this is happening at a national open. imagine that imagine the u s open playing at a course that had power lines cutting through it.
1: <laughs> I love the imagery of this volunteer being so excited at show. We got three already got knocked down in the morning. <laughs> so it's, it, they're in play on, on multiple holes and they are actually being hit so. Hey, anything I, else? How'd Westy do?
0: Uh, 3KR. I don't know. I saw he flubbed, flubbed a chip the chip and
1: yeah. Helen was <laughs> unimpressed with that. He shot even par. It looks
0: like This, so. uh, you know, he's, he's got to get some bad shots out of his system. He's got a couple sure. weeks of uh lead up time. What about Rory breaking his driver? Not his driver. It was a wedge or something. What about you mean? That? Snapping his club. Yeah, snapping his club.
1: I don't know. He's frustrated. He played the whole poorly and he snapped his club. These guys are getting, you know, lost in the enchanted forest. There's frustrations come out. You know, I, I don't have much on Rory. Right. I, what, what do you want me to say?
0: Is he Fry or Tuck? <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> hey, I posted some photos of the Sherwood over the years. Rory is among them. 10 years ago, he had the frosted Justin Timberlake curls. They're like Some Jerry amazing. Girls. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen
0: Coming to America? Yeah. Yeah. In a slow glow. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, one thing we're not getting. Tiger was not great. He was. He's near DFL. Um, do we care?
0: I don't think so. I. How about he all the big drama about the tiger tracker this week?
1: Yeah. People are noticing. I mean, look. That Tiger is not up and running is no great, you know, loss, you know, or, or great, you know, serious matter. But I don't know. People are pissed. What it is indicative of, I would say, is like a bunch of layoffs of real, not a fictional person, fictional tracker no longer running at the moment, or at least seems to be in some sort of disrepair or dilapidated. But it is indicative of a bunch of real layoffs that have happened behind the scenes and in front of the scenes at Golf Channel. I think that's probably what we should care. More people yeah. are angry about Tiger Tracker not running than probably a bunch of layoffs at Golf Channel. I just don't know. Like, I've worked in digital media too long to be surprised by this. But it's got like five hundred thousand followers and it's just not doing anything. I mean, how many people? I, I can guarantee you a bunch of people sat in a conference room to not come up with the solution to where at the point now. <laughs> where there's nothing happening with it. Right. <laughs> many meetings, many people, many conference rooms to talk, to not have, to not be at a tournament where Tiger's playing and it's not working or not operating anymore. So that's interesting <laughs> in and of itself. It remi- but again, it's-
0: it reminds me of Jeff, my favorite, one of my favorite Jeff Ogilvy quotes when he was talking about the PAC meeting, pack yeah. meetings in the MDF role is if yeah. you put 12 people in a room long enough they'll talk themselves into anything. <laughs> in so this ben, case, yeah. there are so many meetings about what to do with the tiger well, ju- track. I mean, I don't know that they there decided was any to meeting. do Maybe nothing.
1: Seems like there's you know a transition period going on. I just don't know. It seems like one of their successful things, why I don't know why it would stop. Anyways, um,
0: you realize but- uh, you know like the tiger tracker, it takes more than one person to do it and that's the reality of the the layoffs. And yeah. that's probably going to be the reality for a lot of things with uh, everything yeah. going on is that a lot of things that we've come to enjoy take a lot of people's work to do them. And it's sad that a lot of those people aren't going to be around. And, uh, you know, a measure of that is due to the... Uh...
1: Were they filming Fast and Furious outside your window? What I the hell those... is going on over there?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, what kind of car that was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought. But uh, yeah, the, you know, much of that had to do with the uh, the hefty bill Golf Channel paid for rights for the PGA Tour.
1: Sure, it's that's that's my larger issue that that you know I will be able to enjoy this tournament without Tiger Tracker. But it seemed like a very popular, successful thing that somehow is just not working anymore, and yeah, you know, indicative of real world, real people losing their jobs behind the scenes, which is not great and unfortunate y- um, you
0: want an update on the game within the game yeah Callan morikawa shot one yeah. under michael yeah. uh michael horikawa uh-huh. two over
1: okay the kawa zone well there's Ishi- Ka- Ishikawa's
0: in it too real oh that's right he shot one over so there's there's three players in the kawa zone this week.
1: Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. Anything else on Zozo? Phil's hitting a two wood. You see this? Yeah. You uh, you have no time for this. You don't care. I don't know what the details were of it. It's something... what I think it approximates maybe the Frankenwood or whatever it was. The thing he won the 2013 Open with. But he also has a driver that's 47 and a half inches. That's not accurate, of course. <laughs> and um, so that's a two wood. So he's got... Essentially, two driver ish clubs one that hits it all over the place and one that hits it less all over the place. I don't know.
0: One of my favorite things going that's like a new trend is that Uh because obviously he's only played twice on the uh, Champions Tour, but is the storyline of like, oh man, Phil won on the Champions Tour. He's going to have all this confidence. It's probably going to bleed over to the PGA Tour when he goes back down. And it's like, no, he, he's still the exact same golfer. <laughs> <laughs> he is still a below average PGA Tour player. It's Maybe average. Average to he- PGA. Below average might be harsh. Aver- he's not, At this point in his career. This is not saying. He's 50. It? But yeah, exactly. But at this point in his career, he is an average PGA Tour player. And an average PGA P- Tour player is a dominant Champions Tour player.
1: Yes. Yes. While we're on the subject of equipment and Phil's tinkering and ball speed, although by the way, he did say that you there's no he thinks like one eighty two to one eighty five is like you don't want to go over that. It starts to be a point of diminishing return on ball speed, which is interesting as as Bryson tweets the road to two fifteen oh, videos. Do you want
0: to talk about that video?
1: Sure, the Kings of Leon. I missed the Kings of Leon phase. I was maybe too old or didn't care. I'd moved into rap or country during when Kings of Leon were a thing. I don't know. But what do you want to talk about?
0: How ridiculous was that video?
1: So he gets out of his private jet. He goes to his Bentley and he's just driving and there's a semi-professional videographer, professional maybe too strong a word, capturing it all for... I. The road to 215, I guess, is that something that's an act that's a short film that's coming out? I don't know. I mean, as Bryson doesn't have a lot of self-awareness and I thank God for that because I was talking with a friend of the program last night about this. Like I feel like I was exploited or getting like, you know, they're just throwing some bait out into the water and I'm jumping right on the hook. If he like like was doing all this like purposefully and it was intended in the way that I think people are reacting to it. Right. Like he's, he's very serious about this. Of course the quarantine video, same thing, but it just gives us content for days in all the ways he doesn't intend. So I'm happy to talk about it and happy to give it attention. And because I don't feel exploited in any way, because I'm pretty sure he's so self unaware that it's not an actual calculated thing in the way that he thinks it is. So what do you want to say about it?
0: I just wanted to hear your thoughts, to be honest. I watched it a couple times and just was like, God, this is just unbelievable that somebody would make this.
1: And he's got this little dopey fucking smile when the camera comes down into the Bentley because he knows the camera's coming in on him. (laughs) He's just driving through Dallas or wherever the hell he is. What value is this adding to the world that he's putting this out there? (laughs)
0: I want to know how much he's spending on it, too.
1: I think it's just uh, probably nothing. probably spending
0: money on it. (laughs) Do you think we could give Bryson some uh, content creation tips? I guess I I wouldn't change anything at this point. He's knocking it out of the park. It's not the way he intended uh, knocking it out of the park, but...
1: You know, we got an RFP from a brand that I'm not going to talk about right now that Bryson also endorses. And I honestly want to like give him a deal, like say we will, we will, you know, do a partnership for free just so we could maybe do something with Bryson. Right. It's not equipment. Should I not be talking about this? Well, not really. They're probably not going to land. I would like honestly say.
0: I don't even know what you're talking about.
1: Okay, good. I'm glad you forgot about it. It might have been pre-baby. We just let it go. We let it die. But I, I wanted to be like, we should do this, and then we can honestly, may, maybe we do it as co-activation with Bryson, <laughs> or we could just say, maybe we'll go down there and do videos with Bryson on this on this product. But, anyways, um, he just probably, I mean this not in a critical way or a mean way. He probably, I I don't think he like has like a ton of friends.
0: So you think the videographer is been... his friend?
1: That could be. or think friends he's who have a, friend been with him... he a friend
0: that he or pays? Or friends
1: who have been with him since early on who will tell him, like, this is dumb, this looks weird, this is odd, this is bizarre, uh, people will make fun of you for this kind of thing. So you just start getting in that tunnel, and that's fine. It's totally fine. It's not, I don't mean in a super critical way, but it doesn't seem like he has a ton of people in his life – that are, you know, have their feet on this planet, you know, grounded, you know, and maybe the second or first standard deviation, maybe they're all living off in a different standard deviation to tell him and push back on him for this. That's all I'll say.
0: I forgot Um, about that. People could be in the second, the one and a half deviation, the third. Is that
1: how, is that how that works? Yeah. (laughs) Um, what else do you have? Anything else on Zozo Plane videos? On the LPGA, Danielle Kane leads. She shot a 65 God. at Reynolds Lake.
0: She's just playing great golf.
1: I want to say it's a Coney. A Coney. We got a lot of pronunciation chips tips on that.
0: Did you see this video of C T Boy uh taking a tumble?
1: Who's C T Boy?
0: I think it's C T Boy. It's uh Corey Connors. C- no, I didn't see that. I think it's him. It's him or Austin Cook. It's one of the ping guys. Looks like CT boy.
1: Where's he tumbling?
0: He's over by the cart path. He's going to his ball and he falls off the curb. This is the, you know, I guess this is the case against having like concrete curbed on either side cart paths. It can be a hazard.
1: Yeah. He falls right off. Uh,
0: Nicole uh, Ray tweeted it.
1: Okay. I hope he's okay. Nagel hope Nagel's right.
0: Bagels just alerted me.
1: Okay, there you go. Shout out Nagel's Bagels. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> this is unbelievable.
1: All right, what else you got?
0: So oh it was, uh, no, there's Andrew Landry.
1: Oh no! <laughs> oh my god!
0: He wears metal spikes too. Is that true? Oh yeah. Uh, can we uh, talk about that actually for a second? Yeah, we can talk about that. It's Friday. We can talk about whatever. What are with these yo-yo 20-somethings wearing middle, metal spikes? They never wore them growing up. Like, they got to tour and started wearing them. Like, why 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 are they still allowed for professionals that were... Like, I understand why they were allowed for people that played with metal spikes their whole lives. But, yeah. like, why are why are 24-year-olds walking down and I hear their metal spikes crunching along the way? Why are, like are they an still anti- allowed?
1: Are, do you know for a fact they didn't grow up wearing them? Are you not allowed in college golf? You're not allowed to golf? wear metal
0: spikes anywhere. I know.
1: It's just like an anti-Justin Thomas. Tape.
0: This is not. <laughs> Andrew Landry wears metal spikes, too. Okay.
1: Okay. okay. okay.
0: I think Bryson might wear metal spikes.
1: Really? No. Yeah. He wears all the Puma gear, the activation station Puma That doesn't
0: stuff. mean he can't have metal spikes in them. Yeah. It's an I epidemic. Guess. I don't understand why they start wearing metal spikes when they get on tour. They haven't worn them their whole lives. Like, why do you switch the metal spikes when you get on the PGA tour?
1: Okay. It does that. You're right. It's a it's an important point. I think we should start calling more people out for that. Listen, listen for the spikes. Keep your ear to the ground, ear to the TV, listen for the spikes, and we'll start yelling. Calling people we should we start shaming people out of wearing metal spikes yeah. every time you hear it?
0: Yeah, why are you wearing metal spikes? You're doing damage. start that. You know, nobody else, no other golfers wear metal spikes, and you never wore metal spikes until now. All right,
1: I appreciate that. We can do that. We can start calling them out. Um, Anything else? I got flashback Friday. Okay, you want to do that first? What do you want to do? That's fine. Let's do master's facts of the day. We've missed them all week. So we got to do two or three. Let's do that real two quick. Two or three. We'll do two. I don't care. I mean, let me let me find Bama Bearcat. I got to. Extremely unprepared. All right. Here we go. Masters fun fact: In 2005, Jerry Pate became the only person to win the Masters part three who was not playing in that week's championship. <laughs> so part three has some you know superfluous entrance, right? You, you get Buddy Alexander would play in it sometimes. Different guys. If you were, did Ernie know, get invited to,
0: to play in it, but not play in the championship that one year? I'm
1: not sure. I'm not sure about that. So Jerry Pate wins the, he's the only one, 05, not play that week. Pate was eligible because up until 2017, so I guess they don't do it anymore. Former US Open, British Open, PGA, USM, and British AM winners who weren't in the Masters could still attend the tournament, use the driving range, play practice rounds on the championship course, and compete in the par three contest.
0: Wow. Look at
1: that. I'm surprised they took till 2017 for them to outlaw that. I could see, you know, the guys who were in the field getting pissy about that. You know, all these extras, playing the championship course, playing practice rounds, being on the range and things like that. I think Augusta um, should ban
0: uh, metal spikes.
1: Do you, Have they not? Probably not, huh? I guess not. They should. They should. Another Masters fun fact, so we're catching up here. There have been nine different men who have served as honorary starters at the Masters since tradition began in 1963. Jock Hutchinson, Fred McLeod, Jeans Harrison, Byron Nelson, Sam Snead, Ken Venturi, Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, and Gary Player. Venturi was only the honorary starter once in 1983, and there were no honorary starters from 77 to 80 and 03 to 06. So that's your honorary starter tidbit. Who do you think is going to be honorary starter sometime down the line of the current crop people
0: westy maybe
1: fred no, couples maybe fred I couples, couples yeah You can see couples
0: you know. phil
1: phil oh yeah phil show up and hold court you know get out of town you know
0: they, what about they're craig they're, stadler
1: so he's selling his house in Colorado. That was catnip for the golf, golf websites. Craig Stadler selling his house with the master's room. Uh, Stadler could be one for sure. All right. So those are your master's today? Who? Crenshaw. Crenshaw for sure. Well, the, the thing is you have the champion's dinner. So like these guys are all coming in, right? It's not like a big deal to stick around a couple extra days and do that. And obviously it's a, an honor i think most of
0: them hang out most of the week anyways
1: i thought nicholas and those guys get out of town after they hit the honorary shot that's what i thought but um okay what else you got what's your what's your flashback friday oh so i i was
0: uh i wanted to put something together real quick it's been a little been a minute since we did a flashback friday and i wanted you know with it with the zozo not happening in japan i wanted to do something japanese themed Okay. So I started looking into the uh, Japan Open. You know, tons of tons of Ozaki wins. Let me tell you. Yep. Lots of that. You know, not just Jumbo, his brother, uh, <laughs> Jet Joe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I uh, I I started scrolling around and I saw Savvy Ballesteros won it twice. Oh. He won a seventy nine and eighty. Or 78, True player. 78 and 77. I don't know what years it was. Um, okay. Like, uh, and so then I, I just started Googling. I wanted to start getting in the SEVI. Uh, you know, I wanted to read about one of these. It was 77, 78. So I, uh, the first story that came up was actually a New York Times article about his first win on the PGA Tour, which came what was in that? 1978. At the Greater Greensboro, Greensboro, oh, Green. okay, okay. It was in April '78, so he must have been over to play the Masters, and played. So it was only his second PGA Tour start ever, and okay. uh, he made the cut on the number. Wow, he was the first player off on Saturday morning, ten shots behind the leader, and they started Sunday five back. Um, he shot 66 to win, even though he bogeyed it. he bogeyed 18, and then this guy Jack Renner actually bogeyed it. He had a chance to send it to playoff, but he bogeyed it. Ended up tied with Fuzzy Zeller, and and then uh, Craig Stadler finished fourth. So at the time, Seve is just 21. It's his second start on tour. He's the youngest player to win on tour since Ray Floyd won in '63. Now take a guess. take a guess on how many times he had won worldwide at this point.
1: What was the year? Seventy-eight? Seventy-eight. Said? Um I don't know, fifteen.
0: Seventeen. Okay. Twenty-one years old. Won That's seventeen insane. times. So this is the um the New York Times piece. Uh so Although he had only played in two previous American events. So he, there's his third event. Uh, Ballesteros has impressive credentials. This is probably like the first time Americans are hearing of this guy. Impressive credentials. He's 21. Like imagine this, like just coming out of the blue, this guy. Right. He has led the British Order of Merit for the previous two years. Has twice played on the winning World Cup team. Last year he won the French and Swiss Opens. Biosneros has also taken titles in England, Japan, and New Zealand. And and in his only other start this season, he won the Kenyan Open. 21! He just rattled these off. So then I started, got into this rabbit hole. How many national opens did this guy win?
1: Did he play through the power lines at the Italian Open? How many did he win?
0: He didn't win one of the big omissions. He didn't win the Italian Open. Wow. He lost in a playoff one year to Longer. So
1: So all these wins at 21 kind of harkens back to that Michael Clayton anecdote, right? About how his brother would say he played his best golf on the beach as like 15-year-old. That was probably the best golf he ever played. I mean, granted, he already had what you're talking about, 17 wins by the age of 21. Crazy.
0: So he won the Swiss, the Dutch, the Irish, the Spanish, the Japan, the French, the German, the actual Open, the Kenyan, the Sc- and the Scandinavian Open. <laughs> Didn't win the Australian Open, from what I could see. Okay. Didn't win the U.S. Open. Th- best finish of the U.S. Open was third. Yep. It's a true world player.
1: So that's where the Japan Open took you. Sedgefield and his National Open history. Yeah. Kind of amazing. I,
0: how, I just got interested in Sevy's National Opens. So it was a that's short great. short flashback, but that's kind of totally. what flashback's supposed to be.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely, I love it. I, I'm going to post a, a visual flashback on Instagram on Friday because I went through all these photos today of Sherwood. <laughs> and so Sherwood was like could four you, or five.
0: Could you compare players days? to their, uh, their Robin Hood characters? <laughs> no, we can do that.
1: But Sherwood, so Sherwood was like four or five days after the Escalade wrapped around the fire hydrant. Of course, Uh, Tiger was supposed to play at 09. And so he doesn't show up. Obviously, it starts, the avalanche is like just starting, right? All the girls are coming out and the tabloids and all this stuff. (laughs) And all these other guys are just there and they get thrown to the wolves. And one of them, like the first round of press conferences, I'm looking at 09, it's Stuart Sink, Patrick Harrington, and Lee Westwood. And I'm looking at these pictures of Lee Westwood at this 2009 press conference, and he looks so befuddled, bemused. His arms are like eye, eyebrows erased. like he's just like, look, I don't know what to tell you. I'm learning some new websites. I started reading transcripts of 2009 Sherwood the Chevron World Challenge. You know, he's like, I don't I don't know. I'm learning all these new websites. So I'll post that as a visual flashback Friday. Rusty's bemused looks as he had to field you know, questions about the Escalade crash and Tiger's you know, personal life, you know, just days after that happened. Kind of amusing. All right. Let's do news real quick.
0: News. you good yeah let's do no news. fans
1: at the u.s women's open in houston and that will be in december which is uh, a little different than the houston open in a couple of weeks where there will be fans phil. and you hear phil what yeah. phil said about that He's I like think- i just you know i think they will do a very good safe job 2000 is a great number for me personally i don't like the risk that having that happen the week before the masters i just feel like the week before it's a big tournament we have and i just I don't want there to have any risk heading in there. So it's made me question whether or not I'll play there. Of course, we had Adam Scott test positive this week, too, after DJ test positive last week. Uh, again, like, the risk may be low, but it, Phil talks about how he's super paranoid about getting a false positive before the Masters. You know, he's 50. It's so only many, how many Masters, you know, where he can really compete. You know, you don't know how many are left. So it's interesting. Not only, the tour just kind of has to be like, grinding their teeth about that not only is he just like you know really saying well i'm not gonna play because you've now allowed fans b he's like the only reason you know this he's basically saying he's not gonna believe because of the risk it puts him at for a non you know pga tour event (laughs) everything's done in relation to the masters right now which they i don't think they like hearing the masters be acknowledged or as even existing um so that's that uh other news sergio Warming up for the Masters by playing a professional tennis event. Did you see that in Austin? I don't know if it's like the highest tour, but he's playing a doubles event uh, with the golf Twitter aficionado, Amir. Amir Dalich. Dalich. I think he's playing doubles (laughs) with him.
0: Former uh, University of Illinois player. Really? Yeah. So I think he's playing with him.
1: He's playing with him in Austin, some doubles event, like a pro I, tennis. I'm kind of interested. I think this is cool. I
0: bang on Sergio a lot. I'm kind of, imme- I think it's cool. I want to see him play. The Racket, racket Sports guys are great. Like, I I talked to Amir at, uh, I played with him down at Austin once, and he told me, he was like, you know, I just, last year I got into pickleball, I really got into pickleball. And I was like, oh, really? And I was like, are you gotcha. playing a lot? And he's like, Oh, yeah. You know, I, I played the national championship last week. I got pretty far. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> it's, like, it's like if you're good at one racket sport, you're good at yeah. everyone. one. Yeah.
1: So I'll be interested. I don't know if it'll be streaming somewhere. I kind of want to see Sergio play. Play tennis. Maybe he gets angry, smashes his racket on the on the hard court in frustration. Uh, what other news? Uh, you see I, don't, this? I,
0: don't I don't have any other news. <laughs>
1: We talk about this kid who got an exemption to the Houston Open via winning the Merido Collegiate event. I think mm-hmm. Brentley Romine had a lot of details on this. Alex Myers wrote it up. Did you see this guy from Texas Tech? No. Kyle Hogan. He, so he won this Merido Collegiate. Gets an exemption to the Houston Open. He was not even in Texas Tech's top five. So he won it. He, wasn't, he hadn't played in any of their top first Texas Tech's first two events. He wasn't, still wasn't part of their top five in Texas Tech, but he played as an individual. He shot 74, 68, 63. He was the only player to finish under par. He, he's 323 in the Wager rankings. He's never cracked the top 300. He only beat one player in the field of 264 at the USAM just two months ago out of Bandon. And now he's got an exemption in the Houston Open.
0: He got into the yeah. No, no, no. I'm
1: not. I'm not cracking. I'm not saying he's a dog player, but at all. But it's kind of amazing. He wasn't in the top five at Texas Tech, and now he's got an exemption in the Houston Open. Good on him for
0: winning it. It's kind of. He's getting ready for his future profession, where he only has to play well like three times a year.
1: (laughs) What's that mean?
0: See, if he played well on the PGA Tour three times a year, you know he's played well twice. He's got he won that Marido tournament. He he qualified for the USAM. If he plays well one other time, you know on the PGA Tour, you're set. If you do that,
1: who's the feast or famine guy? We always cite him. There's a couple of these guys you just never hear from. Miss like eight straight cuts and then win. Like I, guy's not coming to mind right away, but Strillman.
0: Um, She's been really good lately, but a lot of times he's a feast or famine guy.
1: So congrats to Kyle Hogan. That's awesome. I'm glad he pulled that off. Uh, other news. We're going to have a South African swing coming up on the European tour. South African Open, by the way, on, on the subject of national, national opens. That's the second oldest national open. South African Open. So we're going to do. I don't
0: I don't think Savvy won the South African Open either.
1: So they're going to go to the Joburg Open, Alfred Dunhill Championship, and then uh, the Dunhill Championship, by the way. We played for the first time ever at the Iconic, is the word that was used in the release. The Iconic Gary Player Country Club in Sun City. So the <laughs> Alfred Dunhill, the Iconic Gary Player. I know that's a favorite of yours. So we'll have a South African swing coming. I don't have other news. We got the match three details. I want to get into that. Give that more attention some other time. We'll do that again. Kick that down the road. Black Friday match three. Can you read your uh, your buddy
0: Spencer's uh, stanza about Northwestern uh, football? you want me to read that out loud on the podcast? (laughs) Yeah. I can do that.
1: So to be clear, Spencer Hall, brilliant, maybe the best writer in America was paid not to write for SB Nation anymore. Interesting turn of events. But he now writes his own newsla- <laughs> no newsletter, among other things. But the hook of it with the Big Ten football coming back was like like ranking Big Ten fans from annoying to least annoying. So he's writing why people are annoying. So it's, it's meant to be a little mean. Here's his Northwestern paragraph or multiple paragraphs. At least Michigan has the integrity of being a public institution dedicated to making the world better and attempting to field a kick-ass football team since since 2007, attempting, in quotes. As a private school, Northwestern's goals are to hoover up cash, make the world worse for everyone but itself, and possibly make the Citrus Bowl every three years or so while telling everyone in Evanston where they can't park on Saturdays. (laughs) I don't know what there is to like about Northwestern football. Their coach is a union-busting cop who still looks like a man whose sole goal in life is taking a relaxing dump in the bathroom of an expensive boat. Their mascot is a feral cat and not the good charming bumpkin type wildcat Kentucky and Kansas State favor. Their wildcat snitches on next door when someone leaves their garbage cans out 15 minutes too long on garbage day. It is an annoying kind of wildcat. Their offenses make eyes bleed. Their defenses remain just good enough to keep them theoretically in games. Their underdog credit expired years ago, yet they never turned the corner into conference power status. This is a program perennially served at the temperature of food poisoning. <laughs> and in retrospect, seeing them be reasonably successful has made their century of complete incompetence seem less like an accident and more like a deserved and earned sentence in the football gulag. Every, <laughs> this is good. Every famous person that you're not quite sure why they're famous as they appear to be talent adjacent but not talent themselves. Yeah. They went to Northwestern <laughs> AKA David Schwimmer in parentheses, BA 1988, the David Schwimmer of schools and the useless dried Bay leaf and the big 10 football stew. If Northwestern fell into the lake, there would be 3000 tweets from journalists about what a loss it is. And Evanston would celebrate having a new beach. The Big Ten would steal Vanderbilt from the SEC and not even flinch. Why'd you want me to read that? You were reveling in that as an Illinois graduate and uh, as
0: as I not mean, as not an alumni of Chicago's Big Ten team. I enjoyed that.
1: That was some heat on Northwestern. Spencer, very very good writer, as you could tell, brilliant. Even when he's you know, yeah, brilliant. You just don't want him to be the target of his writing. Okay. What else? We did rotisserie chicken. We did Northwestern. Anything else you want to do oh, on this Friday I want, episode? I did
0: want to ask you about how you felt about that uh, CBS Sports little infographic comparing uh, Baker picking. and Mitch.
1: Cherry picking. I'll pretty, one that's
0: pretty close.
1: No, come on. Eye test. I test. It's like I could, I could probably find so- something similar. It says LeBron is demonstrably better than LeJordan or things like that when you do these you can find numbers that say anything these days. Make a graphic, pops off on social media, everybody shares it. But Baker might not be good. That You're right. Like, I don't know that, that he's just
0: like statisticians in golf.
1: I know he's he might not be Mitch bad, but uh yeah, he might not be very good. All right. I got my, not a lot else. Do you Who do
0: the Browns play this week? Bengals. Oh, we're gonna be on that venue.
1: Yeah. Subject. To PGA Tour approval, which I'm not sure venue is aware of, but uh, I think we're supposed to be on venue. We'll see, may may not get the green light for that one, but yeah, I think we're going to be do venue on the Zozo Championship with uh Shane Bacon, S- potentially subject to approval of certain people. I would su- suspect so, likely not locked in stone. Um, yeah, venue Sunday, look out for that, that'll be fun, Cause especially because it's bacon, right? We'll have fun. Talk about Sherwood Forest. Uh, so download the Venue app. Anything else?
0: That's it. Have a great weekend. Did
1: you see a- Adrian Otague's nickname? The Pirate. El Pirata. The Pirate. He's playing with Jason Scribner, too. Pirate and the Pirate. He's El Pirata and because apparently... Would, Do you think his, they're rivals? You know, pretty boy up in San Sebastian. He would take his friends' girls. And they called him the Pirate. El El Pirata. Doesn't uh, sound
0: like a. Uh, he's a Mr. Steel, your girl?
1: Apparently. He and Scrivener, you think they're rivals from a competing pirate groups? Well,
0: Scrivener's just a captain of a ship. hes They might, oh. they might be mortal enemies. You know, he's, I see what you're he saying. He fights the good fight against the pirates. That's true.
1: That's true. Did you have any reaction to Tiger talking about the genie out of the bag? We don't need to get into the distance stuff.
0: Let's kick that to Monday.
1: Let's kick that. Match three to Monday. I want to talk about this Canyon course they're playing at that Phil also owns. Has ownership interest in. it would be interesting. All right. Everybody enjoy your weekends. Enjoy your Fridays. And we will catch up with you Monday.